Welcome to Decoding Superhuman. This show is a deep dive into obsessions with performance and how to improve the human experience. Twice a week, I explore the latest science, technology, and tactics with experts in various fields of human optimization. I'm your host, Boomer Anderson. Enjoy the journey. Superhumans, it's Boomer. We are back with an episode today where we are going to showcase citizen science. We're going to talk about N of 1 experimentation and tackling disease. My guest today is Victor Mifsud, and he is a citizen scientist, motivational speaker, and documentary filmmaker. His handle on Instagram is the blind biohacker or at blind biohacker. And he is the creator of a feature length documentary called My Neuroplastic Adventure, which tackles his journeys and battles with a disease called retinous pigmentosa. Let's just jump in, shall we? The show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R. Enjoy my episode with Victor Mifsud. Victor, welcome to the show. Thanks, Boomer. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So let's talk about retinous pigmentosa. Do I have the pronunciation right, first off? It's uh, retinitis pigmentosa. It's a bit of a Ah, mouthful there. It is, it is. So RP, as I'm going to go with for the near future, talk to me a little bit about it because you've had this, it's something you're born with, correct? Well, I found out about it when I was about eight or nine years old, but mm-hmm. probably was born with it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a inherited, uh, quote unquote, uh, genetic uh, vision condition. Uh, I'm actually mm-hmm. uh, blind uh, because of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And uh, these the symptoms of the condition uh, have slowly gotten worse as I've gotten older. I mean, I I just actually turned 41 the other day. So I've had this condition for, you know, I've known about it for over 20 plus years. You Um, don't look 41, by the way. I've met you in person. You don't look 41. uh, Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) But uh, so uh, talk to me because it's like degenerative, right? As in, yeah, it over time, it's not like, you are born blind per se it's over time you know there's sort of this degenerative process that leaves you with blindness do i have that right yes so basically the major symptoms of rp are a tunnel vision or the loss of your visual fields so basically uh as i've gotten older my peripheral field has been shrinking from the outside inwards so, mm-hmm. you know, tunnel vision and it has to do with the, uh, the rods are, are deteriorating in the back of my retina and not regenerating. And, mm-hmm. um, another major symptom of this condition is, is, is night blindness. So I, I see very poorly in low light conditions. So mm-hmm. that's how people can kind of really tell that I have a, a vision issue. Uh, and it, you know, it often doesn't appear that I am blind because I make eye contact and, uh, you know, I, I move my eyes around, but 
there's so many different types of, of vision loss and uh, retinitis pigmentosa is, is one of them. And, uh, you know, there, there doesn't often look like there's anything wrong with the eye itself. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, there is. So, so one of the reasons why I reached out and wanted to speak with you is because you haven't let this really hold you back, right? And I appreciate that. I love that. And, you know, you're a DJ and you're able to pull this off, even though you've had this condition. So if you don't mind, I want to transition towards how you've started attacking this because you at one point had a driver's license and then it was taken away from you. And then walk mm-hmm. us through sort of the steps that allowed you to come into this wonderful world of hacking RP. Well, uh, you know, at 16, I was able to get my driver's license because I guess my eyes weren't uh, as bad. So I passed. I was actually a pretty good driver. And uh, I went in for a routine eye exam uh, six years after I got my license and, uh, my condition had gotten worse. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a, there's various speculation on why that was. I think, uh, a, a, a medication exacerbated it. Um, I was on Accutane, which is a, an acne medication, which accelerated. Oh, I know that one. That one's oh, yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that actually accelerated my vision issue and actually, uh, a few other issues, gut issues. Uh, mm-hmm. so when I lost my license at 21, I took it pretty hard. I mean, I went through a major yeah. depression. I started, you know, kind of going down a, a spiral path of, of, uh, you know, drinking too much and other, other things to, to, to help, uh, bandaid the solution. Other exogenous on, substances. Yes. Uh, I okay. was on, uh, I also went to a doctor. I was given antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, clonazepam which is another disastrous situation, very addictive, uh, anti-anxiety medications. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and for the next 10 years, I was in this mess of, of a situation where my life was not going where I wanted it to be. I was completely unhappy. I was extremely depressed. And I just thought my life was going nowhere fast. And, uh, you know, um, it took you know, I was involved in a relationship and that didn't go well and it happened again and that didn't go well. And I thought like, this is something's up and I, and I need to do something about this. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then I kind of, by some grace of the universe, I was, uh, suggested to read some of these, uh, these two powerful books. One of them was by Dr. Gabor Mate. It was called Scattered Minds because I was dealing with a lot of issues of attention deficit disorder and just like difficulty thinking. And the other book was um, uh, The Brain That Changes Itself by Dr. Norman Deutsch. It's a New York Times bestselling book uh, telling various stories of, of how neuroplasticity uh, can change your brain for the good. And mm-hmm. there was a couple of stories in there. Uh, one in particular was this woman, Barbara Aerosmith, who, uh, you know, was the woman who changed her brain. She had severe learning disabilities, which I learned through that book that I actually had severe learning disabilities. And because I was always just br- brutal at school. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, like, holy, this woman was able to, like, fix herself and change her brain mm-hmm. through these various cognitive exercises 
uh, it's amazing also how much your, your cognition and your, um, your thought process affect your relationship with people. So I always found out, I always thought that people just didn't understand me or I just had, had very difficult times relating to people, you know, and I always felt a bit self-conscious and, and very different because of my vision condition, which for the majority of my life, I, I hid this condition and, and pretended I didn't have it. So I was always kind of compensating for pretending I was quote unquote normal, which, you know, also produces some, some serious major, major anxiety and, and self, uh, you know, self acceptance. So I had mm-hmm. all these, these issues that I was just completely ignoring and they just came around and, and kind of bit me on the ass. And, and, and this, and these books basically empowered me that, um, that there's something deeper going on, uh, you know, unconsciously and, and that I, and that I can actually do something about it as opposed to like, you're given this brain, you have this brain, don't bother doing anything about it. Cause this is how you're going to be for the rest of your life, which is how we were kind of taught, you know, back in the day, we just thought we were born that way. And, you know, don't bother trying to, to fix it. So, um, this book empowered me to, to really do something about it. I actually attended that school for, for two years and, and, uh, reprogrammed my brain with these various cognitive exercises. It was a lot of hard work emotionally and, yeah. and physically. And, um, you know, it, it really opened my brain on how to learn properly, how to absorb information, how to process information. Um, so that was, uh, that was a big, that was a big change. And, uh, the other end of that book, the other book I was mentioning was Dr. Gabor Mate, you mm-hmm. know, talking about why one gets, you know, attention deficit disorder. Uh, and he relates it to a lot of early childhood trauma, which, you know, I had quite a bit of that. I grew up in a, in a pretty, uh, abusive household. Um, just, you know, my parents, that's how things were old school kind of family and, uh, so it really taught me that, that these early programmings from the zero to six age group were, were a lot of, uh, implicit actions, how I was a, a, as an older adult. So, you know, I, I went through various means of, of, uh, therapy, somatic therapy, psychedelic therapy as well to, to reprogram my unconscious mind. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, um, th- th- those were the, the basis of how I wanted to um, to start biohacking myself, essentially. So, you know. so you've you've reprogrammed your mind, and you know I've had the pleasure of meeting you at the Health Optimization Summit. And talk us through because there's some very interesting things that you are experimenting with right now. And first, uh, before I go into those experiments. How have uh, how has life progressed for you? You've done a lot in terms of neuroplasticity and redeveloping your brain and reprogramming your mind. Can you take us through some of the numbers in terms of, you know, with your eyesight? Uh, has it improved or is that coming in the next step of what you're doing? Well, with the eyesight... Yes, uh, I, I have improved. I mean, there, there's, there's various parts to vision. There's your focus uh-huh. and, um, you know, clarity. And then there's your, your visual fields. So I used to wear glasses. I'm actually wearing glasses right now. These are for uh, their magnification and their mm-hmm. blue blocking as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I used to wear glasses for distance. But I through these various eye exercises, I read this book called take off your glasses and see 
by Dr. Jacob Lieberman. And I realized that through these eye exercises, I actually improved my visual acuity by 33%. So I radically reduced my, my visual uh, prescription. So wow. I improved my eyesight that way. All right. The sponsor for today's podcast is a member of the toolkit that I use on an almost daily basis to upgrade my state of being and have used it actually for the past couple of years. The guys over at Neurohacker Collective have done a fantastic job. You've heard me rave about the original stack as well as Qualia Mind on the show. But now I'm so excited because the suite of products has grown. You have Qualia Focus for that near-term bump. You have Qualia Mind Caffeine-Free for all my caffeine-sensitive listeners out there. But their latest product, which just came out, is oh so exciting. It's called Eternus, and it's a 38-ingredient formula containing the most researched and premium ingredients on Earth for supporting cellular health. This is key to combating the symptoms of aging. If you want to check out Eternus, Qualia Mind, Focus, or any of the Neurohacker products, go over to neurohacker.com and plug in the code BOOMER. You'll get an additional 15% off your order. Enjoy. I mean, why is it that you break your arm? You put a cast on your body can heal, but why? Why is it that we think that anything has to do with the eyes? You're just you're 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 you're, you're screwed, away and you're screwed, and you have to wear glasses for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the body's intelligent, and the body, if given the right environment, can heal. Given the right stimulation, it can heal. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I think there's a bit of a a, a kind of like how big pharma there's 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 like big you know, ophthalmology or optometry in the sense that they want to keep you fixed wearing glasses. So you're a customer for life. So if they give you a certain kind of glasses, it almost acts as a crutch and and it slowly decreases your vision. So the less you wear glasses, the actually the better your eyes can actually move free. And that's what they need to do. Because if a muscle, your eye muscles actually stay stable, they can't heal. It's like any other muscle, right? Right, right. How often do we exercise our eyes? A lot of people very, almost, very rarely. Almost never. I think we, we, we've had Daniel Georgiev on the show, which I'm sure you're familiar with this program, Iris. Mm-hmm. And he started an entire business based on that idea around you have the ability to also improve your eyesight. So that's, that's pretty impressive. So what, what are the, I, I love to hear about the next steps because you've already told me, but this is super exciting for me. Where are you going next with? Well, back, back to the RP. I mean, since it is genetic, I mean, it's a bit different than the focal distance. You know, Mm -hmm. I've tried a lot of eye exercises to try and improve my retinitis pigmentosa and haven't gotten uh, too far with it, you know, so I I still uh, have issues with night vision and tunnel vision. So Mm -hmm. since it is a a genetic or an epigenetic condition that that's kind of going on with myself, I, I, I know from what I've been reading now, like through the book of, of Mark Wolin, it didn't start with you and through other uh, post-traumatic stress. I, I believe that um, trauma has an effect on our genes, whether it's an mm-hmm. ancestral trauma. I believe some, somewhere in my lineage of, of my ancestors, a trauma had occurred that switched off this gene in my eyes, creating this issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- that's, a whole other thing where I've looked into, you know, ancestry and to try and alleviate through my lineage, this, this issue of, uh, 
of, of turning back on, on the genes. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, now, uh, fast forward to, you know, with the future, there's, um, we're on the precipice of, of, of stem cell research, uh, for treating retinitis pigmentosa and, mm-hmm. um, something that's caught my attention right now, uh, because of this, this Russian data, um, and, uh, other, other data, there's, there's a lot of talk about peptides yeah, and, uh, which really lit up my brain. Um, there's been a lot of great data showing that a certain combination of various peptides can actually uh, reverse retinitis pigmentosa. It's, wow. it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And from the data that I've seen, there's been Greek studies and Russian studies working with certain uh, peptide bioregulators. Basically, these peptides act like precursors to stem cells, allowing the the eye and, and the brain and the thymus gland to kind of do what they're supposed to do to kind of create this process of, of senescence, to kind of cr- create a proper death of the cell and rebirth of the cell, which is uh, what's what's not happening in my eye. So mm-hmm. there's, there's like this the, like mess going on in my eye that's not getting cleaned up, a cellular mess from my understanding. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm on the uh, precipice of, of uh, starting something pretty big with uh, a certain compound pharmacy that making, that's making these uh, stellar peptides and, uh, and the head of the International Peptide Society, Dr. Seeds. We're going to be starting this. Um, uh, basically, I'm going to be taken on as a, as a research client and um, being treated with these uh, certain peptides in this protocol to, to see if we can in fact uh, reverse or drastically stop the progression of retinitis pigmentosa. So that's kind of where I'm. In these, in these studies, these Greek and Russian studies, how long end to end, because peptides can be super effective, right? And very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a little bit of a home pharmacy myself, but, and again, you know, guys, this is not to be taken as medical advice. Please go see your doctor. Nobody wants you to do anything stupid, but they can be very, very effective very quickly. End to end, what have some of the studies that you've seen uh, in terms of effectiveness, how quickly does it act? Well, from the uh, Greek and Russian studies, they showed some visual fields tests over a two-year period. And uh, in some cases, they went from 90% vision loss to only 30% vision loss. And they had shown a drastic increase in visual fields, which is the, the main issue, and, uh, and a definite increase in uh, night vision. Again, the two major problems of retinitis pigmentosa. And I've seen it uh, with uh, treating Stargardt's, which is also a, a certain genetic vision condition. Uh, they, mm-hmm. They've shown to um, to reverse, not entirely right now, but it's still early. But they were only doing it for two years. Um, but I but I think, uh, from my understanding, what we're going to be doing with with Taylor Made and uh, Doctor Seeds uh, is is a bit a bit above and beyond some of these Russian studies. So we're going to be using peptides that are, are brand new and and uh, have shown. Um, to show some amazing promise of of of, uh, of all cellular health. 
So it's, you know, all cells kind of function in a similar way, whether it's for the eye or for the brain or for the heart. So if mm -hmm. the cell's not doing what they're doing, these, these basic, these, these formulas of, of peptides, this kind of combination protocol, um, attacks it on, on various different fronts to get the cell to actually do what it's meant to be doing. So it's kickstarting it from various different angles to like, you know, one's picking up the mess, one's carrying out the mess, and one's like uh, accentuating the growth of new cells. So it's just a, a various combination from my understanding. I'm still learning it's about a, what... It's a complex systems approach, right? And which is complex. what you... Yeah. And the and reason so, why they, and the reason why, sorry to interrupt you, the reason why they haven't figured out, because there's no known uh, cure for retinitis pigmentosa. It's always, you know, there's no laser eye surgery. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a very complicated uh, vision condition because it's actually, uh, there's a lot of things they realize that are, are going on and the retina and the brain require a lot of energy. So if, if the process kind of, if something's blocking the way, there's just a shutdown. So in order to regenerate the process, you got to hit it from a few different angles. Of course. Of course. Now, anything, this seems like a logical field. If it is a genetic or epigenetic disease uh, for something like CRISPR, is there any discussion around that? I know CRISPR human trials are not really out there yet, other than the people using myostatin knockouts to get more muscular. Uh, any discussion out there on CRISPR trials with this? Yeah, from what I've read with CRISPR is that um, it seems that it, it, it's helping in one way and creating like a an issue in another way. It seems to yeah. fix one problem and, and mess something else up down the line. So... I don't know. And, I, and I've heard that even with uh, some various types of uh, gene editing and, and, and certain kind of stem cells, it's, it seems to be pretty complicated. I mean, that's why, you know, I've always heard, you know, the stem cell research for retinitis pigmentosis, like, oh, it's five years away. Oh, it's 10 years away. I mean, it just seems to never come. Like every, every time it's like next five years, oh, next five years, next five years. So it's like, but from my understanding, the, uh, the peptides, are just so natural that the body creates they, they just seem to act like a like a, a higher up um, precursor to all these systems and yeah from my understanding there's a very 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 low side effect profile as well mm, i agree with you from my own knowledge as well I, I was just curious about crispr yeah there's not been very many human studies and People think that we're going to all of a sudden knock out APO4 genes. And mm -hmm. we know that APO4 variants actually protect against parasites. And there's a reason why we have them. So we can't take this sort of reductionist approach to everything because it may actually be holding the rest of the system in tensegrity. Mm -hmm. So uh, very cool. Let's talk about the documentary. Right. So the documentary, tell us a little bit about it and where people can find it. Well, the, the documentary right now is um, it's called My Neuroplastic Adventure. We had two versions. It was actually pitched to a, a national network in Canada, AMI, Accessible Media Incorporated. So the TV version can be, in fact, be found in Canada on the AMI channel or the app. Um, mm -hmm. But they allowed us to cut a feature version, which we've been um, 
kind of touring around. It uh, premiered at the Biohacking Summit in Toronto last October. And, you know, I've been in the process of trying to get it into other conferences and festivals. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's people that have been very, very interested and who have, you know, private messaged me. And, you know, if, if, I, if they're super interested, I've kind of sent them a little private link to watch it. So, I mean, you know, if somebody's super duper interested and is, is dying to see it, you know, get a hold of me and I can probably make it happen. Um, but we are uh, looking at holding screenings around around the world. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm releasing clips on my Instagram account. There's a trailer on, uh, on Vimeo, which they can catch a little uh, glimpse. So I can give that to you, too, so you can probably post it in the show notes, the trailer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the documentary came about basically through my biohacking journey. I met all these experts, you know, Dr. Gabor Mate, Dr. Norman Deutsch, Barbara Aerosmith. Um, David Weber, uh, Dr. Lara Boyd, uh, Professor Magda Havis. She's like an EMF uh, expert. Um, and I basically talked to them about how I can optimize my environment and my health to, to just to be well, you know, biohacking my inner worlds and my outer worlds. Because a lot of it has to do with, you know, the emotional component uh, in my life. I mean, I, I open up quite um, a lot in the film of, of what this vision condition did to me and what growing up, how that affected me. And, you know, also the lengths I've been going through to, to sort of get well. So it's basically like a, this film is like a, a, a roadmap for, for people who are kind of struggling and think that they can't do anything to, to help themselves, to help their brain, to help their emotional side of their life of, of what options they have. To, to do, to, to, to explore books to read, doctors to talk to, doctors to listen to, and, and things they can do, you know. Um, so that's how the film came about, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with it, and it's, it's a very honest and, and, and open film. It is a very honest, open, and often emotional one, so thank you for producing it. Victor, where can people find out more about you and your work? Uh, I can be found on Instagram, my handle is the, uh, the blind biohacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we have a website for the documentary. It's my neuroplastic adventure.com. I have a, uh, like a coaching website too, called, uh, self optimized.io. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm most active and, you know, reach out to me there, uh, send me a DM. I'm on Facebook too. It's just my name, Victor, John, Andrew Mifsud. So that's where you can find me. Self-optimized with an S or a Z? It's a self-optimized with a Z. Self-optimized.io. <clears throat> good, good, good old Z, non-American way of answering that question. Excellent. Yeah. Victor, this has been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you for taking the time to share this experience with us. We're going to link to all of this stuff in the show notes, guys, which is at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Victor. My friend, keep us posted on the journey. Uh, the world of peptides is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I'm very curious what what goes on in the next few months for you. So best of luck. Thanks for having me. And I'll talk to you soon, Boomer. All right. So here's what I loved about Victor. When faced with a moment of adversity, you can either 
succumb where you can fight it. And he's definitely a fighter. I love his enthusiasm for beating his condition, for becoming superhuman. And I hope you guys support that. If you do like this episode, please share it on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you're listening to this, even if you're using TikTok, it'd be greatly appreciated. And if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating, it helps quite a bit. Superhumans, have an absolutely epic day, and thank you so much for listening.